You're watching the Sports Objective, the podcast for Pirates. Welcome into the Pirate, Pirate Football Playback, brought to you by LNK Custom Homes. Kevin Walker, give him a call. He's a licensed general contractor at 336-688-8461. Want to give a shout out to our great producer. He'll be with us in just a second, and that is Bubba Rosenbaum from China Grove. But now let's go across the state to Kyle from the Grange Barber. How are you, sir? What's going on, guys? Uh, good to uh, win again. Um, about forgot what it was like. Um, so, uh, good, uh, g- good win yesterday. Defense, special teams played well. No doubt as we bring in Matt Simmons. And we have a new slogan, by the way, Kyle, Kyle, for Connecticut. Where the taxes are high and the temperatures are low. It's a perfect slogan. I, I love that. I love that. Um, <laughs> what's up, guys? Uh, you know, night, great effort by the defense yesterday. I got to say, great effort. These guys were flying around. I mean, we looked very fast on defense yesterday, completely locked down Florida Atlantic. And, you know, I expected a close game, but I thought Florida Atlantic would be able to put up more points than they did. So the fact that we held them to seven um, and and really, you know, when you go back and look, I think we started the game with five straight three and outs. I mean, that is a really hard thing to do. And just a great job by Blake Harrell and, and the defense. No question. In fact, uh, I was planning on going that game. I'm glad I didn't go because I think that's why we won. Um, I was going to take the kids. Uh, but after I filed for office, I was like, man, that's going to be – I'm going to be tired after all that campaigning. So I decided against it, and I'm glad I didn't go to the game. We win the game, and now 2-8 and eight on the year. And looking forward to now next up on the clock is Navy. Uh, overall, I was really impressed. Those special teams really came up big for us, guys. Yeah, pump block, um, th- uh, five made field goals by Comrade. Um, special teams uh, played extremely well yesterday. Um, great, great kickoff coverage, punt coverage. Hey, special teams was, was spectacular yesterday. Um, and, and if you're going to not have a, an offense and, and you're going to win with defense, you've got to have that kind of play for special teams. Um, we could have done that earlier in the year. Uh, we'd have a couple of wins now, but would it be interesting to see can we do it the rest of the year? Can we do it these next two? Um, you know, we we, we won yesterday. Um, Navy, you know, they're still playing for bowl eligibility. They're up next in Tulsa. Um, can we can we close with three straight wins? Um, but very impressed with special teams yesterday. Um, that that kind of effort is hard to duplicate, but uh, hopefully we can we can do just that and duplicate it these next two weeks. Would we prefer yeah. not to have to kick so many field goals? It'd be nice uh, if we could finish those drops <laughs> and touchdowns. We don't want to have to have a five field goal game again, but you know it's better than no points. No doubt. And by the way, Craig says, "What's up, you crazy kids? Our defense deserves a winning record. What a frustrating offensive season." Yeah. Um, Bubba, Bubba makes a great point. New record for Andrew Conrad, a school record 
five field goals or 40 plus yards. I was wondering if that was a record. Uh, yep. I, I guess five from that distance. I knew he kicked five field goals in the game before, but yeah, all, right. four, all five of them being from plus 40. Um, yeah, that's fantastic. Hopefully, that's a, a big confidence builder for him going forward. Craig said, we won, but it didn't feel like a win to me. Conrad won the game with long field goals because our offense was ineffective. What a performance by Conrad. Hey. I mean, it I felt think- like a win to me. I mean, it takes, you know, there's three sides of the ball. Uh, you know, the defense played well. The offense moved the ball and got us some field goal range. We finished up with field goals. Was it a perfect performance? No. Um, and But it felt like a win. I mean, you know, I don't – look, at this point, beggars can't be choosers. Um, right. I, 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 am I happy with – the offensive performance yesterday, absolutely not. It was atrocious. But defense and special teams certainly uh, bailed us out. And um, I thought we were going to be able to run the ball on them a little better than we did. Their run defense is very mediocre at best. And I thought we would be able to establish a run. We tried, um, didn't succeed. Only, um, I think it was 79 rushing yards on 30-something attempts. So, um, that's not going to get it done. Um but, uh, uh, Craig, I'll disagree with you respectively. It did still feel like a win. Um, and, by the way, Bubba's saying that five is a record per fact book that Jake Verity had the most with four. So, it's a record. Really? That five was the most ever in a game period. Okay. I thought maybe it was over 40. Um, okay. Well, congrats to Conrad. Yeah, the SID, um, well, uh, Chip Welch is assistant football director, but he, he said that five pl- five – 40 plus is a record. So not only is that a record, but evidently five is a record. So anyway, regardless, five field goals in the game. Hey, we'll take it. We get the win. And um, what did you guys think uh, as far as uh, I, I agree with you, Kyle? I thought that the the way that Gerald Green started out, I thought we were going to see um, the running game be a huge factor for us yesterday. I was just that was one of my disappointments for the game. Yeah, and Matt, I don't know if Bubba, either one of you, um, have the stats. Who got the most carries yesterday? Was it Gerald? Was it Rajay? I think it's I Joe Green. Distra- I was distracted for the first half and part of the third quarter of that game. I was watching it, watching it on the phone. I didn't only got to watch the fourth quarter on TV. Um, so, but I, um, I think Green off the top with the stat sheet I saw this afternoon had the most, but Gerald Green had 15, Rajay had 11. Okay, and, uh, okay. So, 15 carries for Gerald, so I can't complain about that. Um, would have, I'm surprised he wasn't a little bit more productive. But Bond was back. That was good. Yeah, obviously still very limited because we only saw him carry it a couple times. Yeah. Um, but maybe uh, maybe he'll hit a big play against Navy. Um, <clears throat> Navy likes to blitz a lot. Um, so, your, your opportunities to score against Navy. We're going to hit an explosion play. So, um, having Bond um, – Back against Navy will be big. We're not going to drive the field on on Navy because of the way they play defense. You kind of the way you have to attack Navy with how much they blitz is to is to hit them with an explosion play. Um, so it'll be interesting to see uh, if we can do that. Bond will certainly help with that ability. Uh, Matt, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I think I think Bond is one of the few guys we have maybe the only guy we have that has like the, the, the home run hitting ability. And you saw it yesterday. There was a play yeah, right before halftime where we just, it was a, just a little, you know, it's like a little check down um, where we, I like, I like that play call too. I did as well. Um, and you saw the speed. I mean, his, 
his speed just pops at you, you know, like you can't, you can't miss that when, when you see it. Right. Um, and so I like, obviously like that Gerald green. I like what he brings to the table too, especially behind this offensive line, because yeah, but like for this type of offensive line that you just don't get any push and there's really not much space whatsoever. So the idea of having a smaller shifty guy, um, dare I say Kyle's favorite running back, like a Vintavious Cooper would be one of the few guys that could really do something behind this offensive line, because, you know, you can kind of fit in behind the big offensive lineman and you can kind of fit through little holes um, so I think, I think this year you're going to have more success with a Gerald green than you will with, you know, like a Rajay. Um, you know, that's like, just my opinion. And I like agree. we talked about before is that I think Rajay is a great back. I think the thing is, like we talked about is that you put him in different, uh, packages, different short yardage stuff, uh, goal line things. Uh, he, he has ability to run. Um, but when you have guys like we talked about, you have Marlon Gunn, you have JVM uh, Bond. Yeah, where the have, hell is Marlon Gunn? He he, he played he been, yesterday. Yeah, he hasn't got he's very many carries this year. I guess. Yeah, he's. You know, you you haven't even seen Pop McKay he hasn't even played. He's been hurt. Um, you have uh, Jalen uh, JVM Bond was has been hurt. You have Marlon Gunn that's been hurt. I mean, it's the the running back room. Um, we have a lot of talent, well, but thankfully we have depth because they've been a lot of them and have been hurt. Well, Raji is our best is our best blocking back and knows the blocking schemes. So you kind of you kind of show your hand all the time when you play one of the other backs. Gerald Green seems to be the next best at the blocking now that he's healthy. Um, I, I think if Green would have been healthy all year, you'd probably see more of him because he can he you know he he can block he can do what Raji does plus. More effective running the ball behind a um, not so good offensive line because, like like you said, Matt, you, you kind of need a would you know with a bad offensive line. There's two schools of thought. You, you need a guy who can make his own yardage, meaning he can get in there, rumble, bumble, get three or four yards on his own, or you need a guy who can hit a hole fast when it's there briefly, get through it, and make some yards on his own with speed. Um, and I think we're better off probably doing the latter with a Gerald Green or. Um, uh, a bond or I, like I said, I don't know what's up with Gun. Uh, if Gun Gun must be really banged up, or he he would be seeing more carries, or he just can't block. So I, I, I Gun will enter the uh, transfer portal, but I think he's he's just been hurt. Yes. He's been hurt. That's his problem. It hasn't been because of of talent. He's just been hurt, and they've been trying. But because the court, uh, the uh, running back room is loaded, probably the best room we have in the whole football team. That's why they've been careful with Javius Bond and with uh, Gun of not like getting them hurt, really hurt. And well, Bond, Green, Bond we, we has been has been acknowledged that he's been injured. Uh, Gun really hasn't. Yeah, yeah and, and it seems like that position is not really based so much on production as it is. It just seems like Rajay is just slotted in as that number one back, no matter what. Well, how, how important? How important? I don't really get that. I don't really get that. Do you, you know, think like, it's the block? I think Matt is because of blocking. Uh, it could be. I mean, it, it could be. It could be just comfort level with the scheme. But like, I, I just don't get it, man. Like, I I don't just, either. I, I love Rajay. Like, I think he's. I say this all the time. He is really good in short yardage. He is really good in goal line. Um, 
but he hasn't been the most productive back. Now, with that said, listen, you could have Walter Payton behind this offensive line, and they're not going to run for a 1,000 yards. This offensive line is historically bad. It yep. is historically bad. We get no push. We can't protect. We get we can't open a hole. It guys, it is awful. And That's why we're two when you watch, I'll tell you, Flynn. Flynn actually, I thought Flynn played his best game yesterday. He Agreed. he delivered some nice strikes down the field. You take away the one interception, which which he was an underthrow into double coverage, but he he threw some nice balls. Now this guy is, I mean, he the second he gets the ball in his hands, he's under duress. The pocket yeah. is collapsing. We're not given any protection. Um, if the offensive tackles aren't breaking down, there's pressure coming inside. It's bad. God, it, I can't stress enough, guys, how bad it is up front right now. And it's got to be frustrating, for especially for if you're a running back, because, I mean, you're getting hit. By the time you get the ball in your hands, there's, there is penetration in the backfield. And sometimes you're getting hit. And it, it's just unbelievable. I mean, I, I, I've never seen anything quite like yeah, that. Yeah, and that's what scares me about Navy coming up. While Navy talent-wise certainly does not even have the talent Fort Atlantic has, um, their blitzing schemes are so complex, and they do such a good job getting pressure on the quarterback. At least when I've watched them play, I don't know what their stats bear. But when I've watched them play, they're, they're, they, they're very, very um, pressure-oriented. They blitz a lot, so – um, while I think our defense will do a good job shutting Navy down, um, I worry about their defense against uh, our offensive line. It's going to be interesting to see, but the uh, what do you guys think, though, with not having the chop block anymore for Navy? They don't have that anymore. Um, and I, I really believe that maybe, just maybe, what do you, what as far as the confidence level of this team finally getting a win, and thankfully, it comes one week before Navy. Don't you think that'll that'll roll over into next week? Well, I think Navy offensively this year, you know, they're not doing they're, they still run some triple option, but they're not doing all triple option. Um, they put up thirty one yesterday against UAB, which was a little surprising. Um, UAB's defense have been good. It was more surprising they held them at six. Um, UAB's offense is good. Um, I, I think you. I think Navy's got a good defense. I think their offense is week to week. Um, it is a very winnable game, but it also is a game that I, you know, wouldn't be surprised if we look if we lost um, at all. The, the spread is three. Navy's a three point favorite. And I know we're talking more about Navy than Florida Atlantic, and that's okay. But um, I, this is one to me in a season that has been shitty beyond belief. That you know, I still want it. You, I, I this will mean something to me. Navy's still playing for ball eligibility. Um, Navy's a team that we've only beaten twice ever. Um, both times in Annapolis, oddly enough, both both last second or because of last second field goals, one was because we made one, one because Navy missed one back in 2011. Um, so this is one I really want. If there's one team in the American that I really, I, I wouldn't say hate because I respect them for who they are and what they do, but Navy, this is this is one that I always have circled, and um, I you know even during a bad year, if we can win this game, um. That'll be enough for me to say um, I, I'll, I'll concede that, uh, yeah, Houston will get another year. Um, so uh, I really if hope we can get this one done. Yeah, and if you win this one, then you feel like with 
we have a good shot to win the Tulsa game. Tulsa, absolutely, but the, the Navy game just on its own means a lot to me. Oh, and I, think, I think it does to a lot of Pirate fans. Matt, I think I, you can't stand them. They make me oh yeah, I, I I hate that style offense, and <laughs> they've just had so much success against us. Now, I do think defensively this year we match up really well with Navy. Yeah. Like I think we're going to give them major problems because you know we're able to get penetration up front, especially against the running game. Yeah, take the under. Yeah, take the under. Oh I, God, I, I love the under. I love the under. <laughs> What's um, the over under by the way? Uh, like thirty seven, I believe. Yeah, I, I tell you, I think we can really defensively – this is going to be a low-scoring game. We're going to be able to make some plays defensively on that. It, it, it may be nothing-nothing as we go in the fourth. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, my God. It's going to be a great – it's going to be a great game. I, I really – I'm really excited about it. I wish I could go to the game on Saturday. I don't know if Bubba's going. He's watching on YouTube. Um, but I would love to – I wish I could – I know it's a beautiful campus and would love to be able to go to that No, game. I can answer that for you. Unless Bubba had, and his dad had planned to go uh, preseason, I'm quite sure they're not making the trip uh, with our record to Annapolis, Maryland um, for, the, for the game. I um, – you know, but back, back to this week's game. We'll look at more Navy later on in the week. Um, I, uh, I, I was um, – the block punt, um, I, was, I was really – Really, really, really pleased to see us score a touchdown after the blocked punt, uh, the, the touchdown run by um, Gerald Green. Uh, to me, that was key. If you'd have had to settle for a field goal there, I think that really could have changed the momentum of that whole ball game. Um, so I was really glad to see us score a touchdown. Our only, our only offensive touchdown of the whole game, uh, despite scoring twenty three points, um, was uh, was right there off coming off that blocked punt. Um, uh, Matt, talk about how important it is, in your opinion, uh, when you, you you block a punt. That is a situation you've got to put six on the board. Yeah, no, the, especially when your offense is like this. I mean, you know, when you when you have an opportunity deep in in, in plus territory, uh, you know that that's that is a great chance to score a touchdown. And it's such a momentum it. play too. So to me, even getting a field goal off of it just kills the momentum. Yeah, yeah, I absolutely it's. It's one of those things, like, to your point, we talk a lot about this year we haven't been able to play complementary football where, you know, you're able to – special teams complements the, you know, uh, the offense. And, and you know what I'm saying? I mean, it, yep. we just haven't had that. So, yesterday we saw that, and that was that was great to see. I mean, uh, true freshman, I believe, blocked that punt. Um, great, you know, great job by him to be able to get in there and get his hand on the ball and – uh Big play in the game. I mean, and then Green with a really nice cut. Yep. To uh to take it to the house there. Very that that was an impressive uh he was one on one in the hole and he was able to make a jump cut and and uh and take it to the house. So yeah, nice I like I, I like the way um I like the way Green runs. Uh, you mentioned the jump cut. Um like to see us get him the ball in space more. Um, you know, I, I don't know. We haven't thrown it to him very much. Um, I'm always a big fan of throwing it to the running backs like we did that one play to Bond. I'd like to see us throw it to Green some, depending on how his hands are. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Get him get him the ball when you can. And um it's just it's just nothing's coming easy in this passing game right now. You know, just just it, it, the pocket collapses so quickly. Um 
you know, I, I think some of the things that, you know, were positive jumping out to me a little bit. So well continues to get better. Um, really like his, his development. He seems to get more comfortable. It looks like every week. Um, I like that we're getting the young tight ends involved a little bit to serial Riles and Ferguson. Um, so some good stuff there. It's just, it, it's just when you can't block up front and I don't want to sound like a broken record, but when you can't block anybody up front, it's just hard to get anything going. No, I agree with you 100%. And, you know, um, you mentioned, I'm going to kill my dog. Uh, you mentioned so well, um, making some good catches yesterday. He did. Um, Jalen, you know, again, I was distracted for a big portion of the, of, of the game, all the first half and uh, part of the third quarter. Um, you know, uh, Jalen Johnson, it seems like Matt, uh, help me, Dave. It seems like he had an opportunity to make a big play yesterday. Uh, like an obvious would have been a touchdown play and, and drop the ball. Um, but uh, am I remembering right? Remember wrong? I got to go back and watch the game. No, Matt, you're right. Me. Before yeah. halftime. That's yep. what you're thinking of, right? Yes. Now that you said that, yes. Yeah, I mean, that would have been, at minimum, another three points there um, had he made that catch. It's just been that type of year for him, you know? It's Yeah, he, he's got to step up. I mean, he's got to, you know, he's got Jalen, look, I don't know if anybody, if anybody out there, you know, gets this podcast, any of the players, uh, Medor, uh, if you're out there, uh, Jalen, look, I've seen you make plays, man. I've seen it. I've seen it. You, you got talent. You got two more games in your career, I believe he's a senior. You got two more games to show out and show up and show what you can do. Um, it needs to start this weekend against Navy, man. You get the ball near, you catch it, make a play, make something happen. You got it in, you put it out. You, you got it in, you to show it. We've seen you do it before. I'm challenging. I am challenging. You, somebody yeah. get it to him. I'm challenging Jalen Johnson to step up these next two games and be the player we know you can be. You can get open. If you can get open, that means all you got to do is make the damn catch. Yeah, no yeah. doubt. I mean, it's a big plays in the game. And that's the difference. You know, you look back to last year and we were making those catches. Yeah. You know, we were making those catches with Winston. And you can't put that on the O-line. You can't put that on the O-line. When he gets the ball to him, make the damn catch. And that's been the story as they were talking about the radio network, guys. I was – watching I have that weird thing where I like to watch and listen to the broadcast but the Zoki said that about that's the story of the season is his yes the quarterback play is an experience but when they make a nice throw um, that was one that they were talking about that could have been like you said um, I'm sorry I had some trouble with my internet technical difficulties but the, uh, the he makes a catch he should have made that catch and he could have had a touchdown or a really big play and instead it's a drop pass and and, um, you know, with like Andrew Bays was talking about, you can't have this team where they're, in other words, a second and 10, third and 10, you know, where we're behind the chains, where you need to give this these uh, quarterbacks small yardage, when it, on especially on third down. Yeah, we don't need negative plays. And we'll have some negative plays this week um, against Navy just by the way they play defense. So that's something uh, you're talking about from playing from behind the chains. But, uh, yeah, when, when the quarterback gets the ball to you, you got to make the catches. And you said, uh, uh, Matt, you thought Flynn played well yesterday. Um, yeah. Do we know? Does anybody know yet what Flynn's going to do? Um, he's, he, you know, he's, he's in medical school. Um, you know, everybody seems to think, despite having one more year of eligibility left, 
he's going to be done with football after this year. Um, you know, does anybody, everybody else has a case? Will he be in the mix next year along with, uh, you know, I, I hear, you know, besides the freshman coming in from Kentucky, we're going to bring in um, either a portal quarterback and a JUCO quarterback or two portal quarterbacks. We have an offer out there to a JUCO quarterback that uh, played at Southern Miss, uh, was very injury prone, very talented kid. But uh, do, we, do we know what Flynn's intentions are? Does anybody know? Um, <clears throat> I know no he's talking He's working on finishing his MBA, so with uh, his master's, so he'll have that done, and then uh, he has one more year, right, of eligibility. So right, yeah, but I hear medical school, you know, is is kind of. I, I I don't see him playing next year. I think he's going to be on the medical school. That's yeah, I mean, possibility. Who could fault him? I mean, if he if he's ready to move on and get on with his yeah. He's got a great career ahead of him, man. And you got to give the kid credit. I mean, this is a tough year for everybody. Stuck by but, the um, program. Yeah. Tough year for him. I mean, listen, that 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 is the type of kid, like, I, I have a lot of respect for, especially in this day and age when it's so easy for kids to just bounce, you know, hit the portal. Oh, I'm not playing for a few months. I'm going to hit the portal. It's so easy. Here's a kid that's stuck by for four years before he got on the field. So – I'm going to, I'm going to show him respect, you know, regardless of really what happens on the field. I I just appreciate that. And I was happy to see him play well yesterday. Wish he could get some more help from that O-line though. And his Yeah, that's what I was saying. That's kind of what I was thinking. You know, if he continues to show improvement, you know, with a better O-line, I I definitely think there's better quarterback options out there and we're going to explore it. But I'd be interested to see if he comes back next year and competes for a starting job. Um, Mason, on the other hand, as we look forward to next year, and you know we got plenty more time to do that. But uh, I, I, you guys, um, Matt, if you were gonna, you know, look at a crystal ball, um, it, it, let's just pretend that Mason doesn't transfer. Um, where would you, where do you think he could land on the field? Do you think tight end? Uh, could, would you move him to running back or you know, wide receiver? I guess you'd have to see him in practice to really evaluate that. Hard to say, like, because I don't really know his skill set. I don't know if he can go out and catch the ball. I mean, if if anything, it would be in kind of like an H-back type role. Right. Um, and, and you could use him. You could continue to use him in like a wildcat goal line type situation where, you know, hey, like, you know, you get the ball first and two, you know, uh, first and goal from the two. And you could just basically run quarterback power with him. I mean, there, there's areas you could use him. I just don't know if if it's not best for him and maybe everybody just to kind of get a clean break there. Yeah, it goes somewhere else, yeah. yeah, and that's not a bad – I don't think that's always a bad thing. I don't think it's always a bad thing. I think sometimes it's good for good for people, you know. And, you know, maybe he can find a home in a different style of offense – where he it's it's a run first kind of more of like a little option style type offense where he can just use his feet. He he hasn't shown the ability to throw the ball and read defenses. So it's going to have to be a different, a different Yeah. System. And the question is what kind of offense are we going to be running around here next year? You know, are we going to you know with a new OC going to still be doing the same old thing? Hey uh hey Matt, I uh, just saw Penn State fired their OC. Uh what what are your thoughts on him? Yeah, I, you know, all Penn State fans were very frustrated. Some really bizarre play calling from him. He just does some really strange things. Like, 
he'll throw on third and one and then he'll, you know, run on third and 11. You know, it's just it does some really bizarre things. Uh, and, and sometimes that's okay. It's you over, know, over as long as you don't make a habit of it. But uh, sometimes doing that is a good thing. Um, right, right. He he seems to just. Uh, I I do agree. It's time for a change. You know, like when he when they play the 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 power opponents, the Michigans, the Ohio. How long has he been there? He struggles. I think he's been there for three years. I'm just thinking he, about it. I, it yeah. seems like the style, the style of offense that that Houston would like. I'm I'm just uh, you know I, I have. And by the way, I want to get this out there while we're thinking about it, and everybody. Do your research on this, and um, let's go ahead and get this going and make Houston at least have to hear about it. Um, if Houston stays, you know, if, if, if he re- retains his job, um, Seth Luttrell was the head coach at North Texas. Uh, he, he got fired last year after playing for the Conference USA Championship and having this a 7 season. He won pretty much every year he was there. He was offensive coordinator at UNC under Larry Fedora before getting that job. Knows his area, great offensive mind. He's currently an analyst at Oklahoma. Um, I think Seth Luttrell as offensive coordinator here would That's be a great, great move, a great fantastic hire. move, a a Houston Herald, y'all handle the defense, let me handle the offense kind of yes. kind of thing, and we could probably turn this thing around in a hurry. Um, I love but that idea. Houston be open to doing something like that, hey. or is he just going to want to keep doing the same old damn thing <clears throat> just with a different OC? But yeah, that he- would be the kind of hire – that could get me excited, um, even if Houston stays. Um, me and Bubba had talked about that at length. I brought it up to Bubba. It was brought up to me by somebody else, and Bubba loves the idea. Yeah, I love um, it. Dave loves it. Matt, what, what are your thoughts on Seth Luttrell as OC? Love it, man. A, prove, a guy, a proven guy who knows how to move the football and score points. and um, Plays fast. Runs Still runs the ball a lot um, out of that spread. Uh, plays really, really fast. That that their spread is all about tempo. I I, I love it a lot. Hey guys, by the way, um, speaking of coaches being fired, how about Jimbo Fisher? He's out at um, there at Texas A&M, and they owe him seventy six million dollars. How about that? Seventy. Yeah, something million. tells me that's going to get negotiated. Oh. I, uh, that's a lot but of money. Still, I'm saying, I know it will be, but still. That's um, a lot of money. That's a lot of money. That's they, a lot of cash. They, they should have never gave him that kind of contract that they had. Amen. It was ridiculous. Um, Just like in Michigan I, I, thought, I thought it was weird time and hot firing him after they beat Mississippi State like 52 to 10. Um, I was like, Boise State did the same thing. They won yesterday and fired their head coach. Um, uh, I, I, I thought both those guys, Jimbo, and I cannot think of Boise State's head coach's name right now. I thought both of them's jobs were, were most likely, uh, I thought both of them were going to lose their jobs at the end of this year, most likely. But surprised to see it happen yesterday after wins, kind of kind of tells me that they had those decisions already made. Yeah. And, and uh, both teams just happened to win yesterday. So, yeah, it's really odd. Uh, odd but uh, for you guys, for, for Texas A and M, who would you uh, who would you like? I'll tell you who I who I, my I number one know, is. Man. They got so much money. Mike Elko. Well, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Elko was the coordinator there. Um, you know, that, that, that makes a lot of sense. I don't know. If I was them, that would be somebody I would consider. They've had the sexy big-name hire. Um, Elko's a great coach. Uh, he knows Texas A&M. Um, I think he'll be a strong candidate. 
And also, you know what? They're not going to. I know Texas A&M's got more money than God, but I can't imagine they're going to want to, you know, go drop six million dollars a year on another head coach. So Elko would be an affordable hire. Um, I, I think that would be, a, you know, that, that's a good choice. Obviously, uh, I'm, I'm sure there's some other people that have come up for that job. Elko yeah, Lane Kiffin is in the mix. Mike Norvell. I don't see either one of them leaving. I, I would hire. I would hire Mike Elko over. Uh, over yeah. Lane Kiffin. Lane um, Kiffin will be there two years. Twice on Sunday. <laughs> yeah. Lane yeah, Kiffin's not going to have any more success than Jimbo Fisher. Exactly. It, I kind of feel like Texas A&M missed their window a little bit with, you know, they, they were in the SEC for several years without Texas. Um, they had yeah. their chance to kind of take that leap to, to get to the You're next right. step and sort of take over Texas. But now – you have Texas going to the SEC, and they're kind of on a roll again. Um, yeah, they were they're always they're they're always number one in Texas. You know, it's like a one A and one B with Texas A&M, but uh, you know, it's going to be tough for them. I don't know where you go, honestly. I I just know that they the demand, especially in the state of Texas, the demand on coaches is it's outrageous. Like there's probably more pressure on a coach in Texas than any other state. Exactly. Um, and the high school coaches. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just unbelievable. So I, I don't even know where you go, but I'll say this, man, if I'm Jimbo Fisher, I'm buying a damn yacht about a hundred foot yacht. And I'm going yachting around the world for the next few years. Be on ESPN, right? I'm not even going there. I'm just getting away. I'm just, I'm just taking my boat to the island. Do you guys think Boise will hire Harson back? Hmm. That's what Bubba is uh, asking here. Uh, returns to Boise, Brian Harson. I, I didn't even know Bubba. Me and Bubba are on the same page. Um, yeah, I could see that. You know, he he was he was successful there. Um, things didn't work out at Auburn, but I could I could see uh, them hiring Harson, um, or I could see him going a different route. Um, so. And how about this? Pays Pays is saying that Fisher might go to West Virginia. Jimbo as what? As a coach? Are they going to fire their head coach? Um, they, I think they are. Years have been there. Um, I think they are, Kyle. Yeah, they're West Virginia, as you guys know. They love their football, and uh, yeah, they have they haven't been. Well, this is year so. three or four for him, and. First time he's done anything at all. Um, I, I, um, I don't know. I like that guy. Um, I just, I don't know why it didn't work at, uh, at West Virginia. I don't think he's a bad offensive mind. Um, I really don't. I, Jimbo is from West Virginia is what Bubba's saying. Okay. Well, um, I don't know. <laughs> maybe you will, maybe you won't. I, that's, that's Big 12 football. I mean, so it's not like it's really a step yeah, down. But I'm kind of like, well, I'm kind of like Matt. I mean, you got that kind of money. I mean, just do nothing. Um, I, I don't know. It may be, maybe you will, maybe you won't. Neil Brown, Bubba says. Thank you, Bubba. Yeah, Neil Brown, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Was that Troy before uh, before going to West Virginia? Since, since we're kind of talking about coaches, guys, and – coaches leaving and openings and whatnot. I, the one thing that really concerns me right now for East Carolina is – I know what you're going to say. Matt. Yep, I'm going to say – I'm worried about Blake Harrell, guys. Yep. I, 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 um, 
he he has re- he's really impressed me um this year and i think what you're seeing now too like early in the year we would play a really good three quarters and then we couldn't finish right. the last few games we're finishing strong Big and time. um really imp- you know i i just think really impressive performance when you're especially like when you're so bad offensively to be able to hold your your defense together like that with so much negativity and um just a really good job and, and he's doing more right now um you know i think that he gets credit for so I, again i just want to get i want to just take a minute i want to acknowledge what we did defensively yesterday i've been negative lately i think like a lot of us have been just because how the season has gone but man just a re- that, that team was flying around yesterday deontay a lot johnson, of energy a lot of energy deontay johnson is a, a guy who's right? getting no i think he's a i think he's a redshirt junior Oh, he's a junior. Oh, okay. Yeah, he. But but man, he he is playing some serious football right now on the inside. Um, J.D. Lampley is a guy who's coming on. Oh man, he he made a he made a sack on the quarterback. Um, by the way, guys, we got five sacks, and that ties the record for this season record. That is uh, the last we had uh, five against uh, UTSA. But man, I'm going to tell you something right now. <laughs> oh my goodness, we have right now. Um, Lampley played both sides of the ball. Well, he's from Richmond County, right, Kyle? I mean, I think that's right. Uh, I have no idea. I have no idea. That's a great program. And, um, but they've moving him to defensive side of the ball and defensive line. That guy to be that, how big is he, Matt? He's a big dude to be flying probably, around the way he does. Probably about 6'4, 260. I mean, he, you know, he, he was. 285 or so last year he lost a lot of weight he slimmed down and he's yeah. he's coming on lately chad stevens has Another had a one. hell of a year i mean we have some guys we have some dudes on defense but sometimes you don't see it because we're just not winning but right. I, I just like if if you, can, if you can hold this defense together somehow yeah. if you can yeah, hold, hold the defense together, together keep the coordinator higher um higher Higher stuff for trail, and um, and uh, we're good to go. Hey, yeah. we've made. We, by we the got way. a plan up for you, Houston. All you got to do is win one more game, and we got a plan up for you. Follow our directions, uh, administration. Make sure you pay what you, Blake Carroll what you can. Uh, collective, let's get some money in there. Keep the defense together. Yeah. Let's hire stuff for trail as OC. Get a new quarterback in here. Get some alignment in here, and some receivers, and we're good. We're on the big time. We're we're big time now because Stevie's got us on the big screen. Stevie Fly, what's up, bro? Got us on the big screen. There you go. That's that's um. That's what you do on a Sunday night. Watch the sports directive on the big screen. Absolutely, by the fire. It's a little chilly tonight, so yeah, I never even thought of that. But with 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 YouTube, with YouTube and Facebook, <laughs> uh, particularly YouTube, uh, yeah, probably a lot of people do watch us on the big screen. Stevie, uh, Stevie, Bubba just commented. He said, "Man, Bubba's." I'll tell you, he said that uh, we have faces made for radio. So he he uh, you know he he said avoid the big screen. That's what he said. I don't know. That's what Bubba said. Yeah, that's what happens when you don't come on the show. You can people. Can take- <laughs> <laughs> I love you, man. It's like Bubba, Bubba, Bubba will talk. take us off. Bubba will take us off the air just like that. Um, <laughs> I'll put. I'll bring you back on. I'm producing as well, so I can bring you back on. 
Um, I want to remind everybody, by the way, that our great show, the Pirate Football Playback, is brought to you by, presented by LNK Custom Homes. Kevin Walker is awesome. One of the best Pirates to ever play the game. Um, definitely in the era of the 80s. Call him. He's a licensed general contractor. 336-688-8461. And um, <clears throat> here's an interesting thing. I was thinking the very same thing. Emmanuel is bringing up one of my thoughts. He must be able to read my mind. But we have the best uh, listeners and viewers for sure. How you like this, guys? Emmanuel says, my fear is we went out and justified keeping Donnie. I think Donnie's retiring. That's not going to happen. That's not what no. I'm hearing is that the the Houston will stay and we're getting a new like basically the whole offense is obviously overhaul. I, I think all of it's still to be determined. I think, you know, I, I think there's a good chance Houston's gonna stay now, but I think I still think one more win's needed. Um the the Donnie look, I love Donnie as a person. He's a he's a great receivers coach and at times he's been a decent offensive coordinator. Donnie, there's no way. People would riot. You you can't no. You, and my fear would be kind of that he all right, we're gonna keep on keeping on keep moving forward doing the same thing. And he's just gonna promote um Shane Montgomery from analyst to coordinator. And um I don't want that. I, I'd like to see us go a completely different direction on offense. Um so um that would be my bigger concern is that Shane Montgomery becomes offensive coordinator. We just keep running the same kind of yeah. offense. Justin's saying there will be a new offensive coordinator market. He's very close to the program. I heard that. Is his name going to be Shane Montgomery, Justin? I don't know, Justin. You gave us some bad information the other day. I'm starting not to trust your information. He said that Dottie's retiring and moving to Wilmington. What? Okay, there you go. Breaking news. Donnie's retiring and moving to Wilmington. Is that official? Can I, I don't know. Can you put that out there, Justin? I mean, I, I mean, that's on you, buddy. Yeah, we didn't say that. That's from Justin Butts. So all the people that hate mail, whatever's. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, Robert says that Houston post game. Put this up here. Post game comments about worrying he didn't have enough points. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. You you're looking at what were his post game comments? About worrying that he didn't have enough points. I I don't know what is. I, I didn't hear the comment. Someone can you can you put that? Can you reference the exact comment? Yeah, I'm not sure what what uh, exactly. Like in what context? Worrying he didn't have enough points. Well, if he has one more point than the other team, that's enough. Um, I don't know. What he's saying is that we're not scoring. Um, <clears throat> Did you hear the comment, saying? Dave? I did not hear the post game. Okay, or, 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 Robert, can you clarify the post game comment? Because uh, Justice said what my source says cannot, for, I can't confirm or deny. But somebody yes. knowing Donnie says he's moving to Wilmington and retiring. And you know, um, I, I think that's the I, I hear he's moving in with Bunk. Terry Gallagher. Okay, okay. man, we're um, spreading rumors. This is <laughs> he's going to bunk more. with Bunk. Um, I. Uh, so, so if if uh, if the previous uh, I'm about to say caller, if the previous commenter can clarify uh, about Houston's post game comments, worried about even having a point, Robert, yeah, Robert Matthews, if he can clarify, um, you know, I, I didn't listen to the, my yesterday was a nightmare. Uh, that's why we won. I don't think God knew I couldn't handle anymore yesterday. So, uh, um, that's why we won the game. But uh, yeah, my yesterday was a complete freaking nightmare. Well, I'm glad you're better today. 
Yeah, yeah. sorry to hear it was, that. It was a, had a car breakdown, got in a traffic jam in Raleigh. Uh, not, not to get into too many gory details. I had, I got a, I got a very sick stomach and was stuck in traffic. Um, Just made it to the bathroom in time. Barely. We were on our way to a concert. So screw it. I'm going to go home to go watch the rest of the game. I'm not feeling good, but yeah, being stuck in a traffic jam with an upset stomach for an hour That's and a half powerful. on the way to a concert is not a good combination. It's enough to make you say, screw the concert. We're winning this football game. I'm going to quit watching it on my phone, turn around and go home. Kyle, so the car the already broke down, and there was some other things that happened yesterday that I'm not even going to discuss on the air. Um, did, but did anyway. you, by any chance, prior to going on this trip, have Taco Bell? I did not have Taco Bell prior to uh, hitting the road. <laughs> <laughs> I was um, going to say, if he did, I was going to say he he was trying to run for the border and he couldn't. Trying to run for the. I'm honestly, I'm trying to remember what I ate Friday night. I can't even remember what I ate Friday night to know if it. But it's a terrible Saturday. feeling, huh? It's a terrible feeling. I mean, it's like oh yeah, well, you're sitting there in the traffic. First of all, sitting in the traffic. First of all, I, I don't. It was a wreck. I don't. know. The time we got up to it had been cleared, but literally we sat there for an hour and a half. Okay, on I forty. So and then your stomach starts, you know, cramping, and you got Take that pressure feeling, and, and you can't, and you're just, and you're just about in tears because you're you're so scared you're going to shit all over yourself. And uh, so you, you finally get out the traffic jam where you can get to the nearest exit and, and get to a bathroom, run in, you know, and, and after that, I walked out. I told my wife, I said, uh, I said, I said, let's just go home. I said, I'd love to see Alabama again. This might be the last opportunity to see them. I said, but, I, you know, we're now going to get to the concert just barely on time. Like, I'm going to finish. I'll just, I'll just go home and watch the rest of the game. Watch the fourth quarter at home. Well, let me give you some uh, advice on. I had don't to stop take, again before we made it home. By the way, just don't take knows. don't take forty. Um, it's always oh, I know. Normally right? we don't. Normally we go down through. Um, normally we the, go down through Pittsburgh and and uh, we go down through. Um, normally no. Normally we cut down through um, Apex and Pittsburgh, and come back up um, and and hit forty uh, that way. But um, and it's a beautiful ride through there. It would have been really pretty if they were the leaves changing. To see the lake there in Pittsburgh, I guess that's what lake is that, Dave? In is that Lake Jordan? Would that be like Jordan out that way? It may be. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, it's like um, Pittsburgh. I you, yeah, I was going to tell you that. If, but go ahead. If you get, yeah, it should be Jordan. Um, if you get out that way, I always take the, the downtown Durham exit, you or you, or you can take the eighty-five, the new interstate that they have, uh, where they have that loop. You could take. Yeah, were you talking out. about going north and coming back? I always go south. I always, we always go Apex, Pittsburgh, and then cut back up north. And um, but the only problem with going that way is you always get a, you always get a damn bill in the mail for. That, there's a toll road you always hit going through there. No, you, you're not going the. No, that's what I'm trying to tell you. That's not the right. That's not what I'm talking about. Um, Another way, you're talking about going north. You're talking about going north and then coming back down, but. I don't but we don't. It's not a toll. But what I'm talking about is not a toll road. You can go downtown Durham, or you can go out what used to be a highway. It's like Highway 70, but they've made that loop around, and that's a lot faster. Yeah, the way I'm talking about is the fastest way, but some way we didn't go there. For some reason, we just went 40 all the way yesterday, and we shouldn't have. Anyway, so if you're ever going to a concert, and, and the reason being, guys, is they they had not to get too much, but they. You have a huge metropolitan area, and it goes from multiple lanes down to, Matt, it's like down to four lanes. It's so crazy. You have over a million people in that area, 
and why they haven't spent a lot of money to, they should have never done it in the first place. Um, I think they're doing some road work and pays is that up in the area, but uh, where Hillsborough area, it just drops down lane drops. And that's why they have a lot of problems. And now I think they are trying to work on it, but now it's construction that causes wrecks. So anyways, well, we bad. weren't even that far in yet. We, we weren't that far. The traffic grant started around the Wade Avenue exit. So if that tells you anything. Oh, well, yeah. I don't know. Uh, was NC state playing home yesterday against Wake Forest? They were, but it was, it was, it was a wreck. There was a wreck. Okay. Well, anyway, that area right there is, uh, I try to avoid it as much as possible. It's about as bad as going to the state fair. Yeah, when I believe you they were at home yesterday. They may have been, it doesn't really matter. It was a freaking wreck. Yeah. But Let's talk uh, football. So you guys, how you feeling about, uh, I know we've got uh, time to talk about. Um, okay. Pace is saying 540 is being extended to go all the way around. That's going to, yeah, they are working on that. Hopefully that one day. Elliot's saying there was a fatality at Wade Avenue. That's what happened, Kyle. That's what that was. Okay. Uh, well, I'm westbound. I'm, he said westbound. Uh, yeah, Elliot that used was to be it. A that, state that was trooper. it. That was it, Elliot. Um, I'm sorry to hear the loss of life. Much more important than my upset stomach or going to a concert or pirate football. Um, definitely sorry to hear the loss of life, but that makes perfect sense. And. Uh, Let's talk Navy. Well, the time we have left, guys, how are you feeling about the game going in? I know it's we talked about we're a three-point underdog, but I really feel good about this game. I don't normally, and um, but I feel like we've – do you guys feel like that we've uh, – there was a time there about 10 years ago when we – especially our defense was so god-awful um, that, you know, you dreaded playing Navy. Now it's such a like a rivalry to me. I'm looking forward to the game. And um, I know we can always lose a game, but before I was dreading it because I didn't think we stood a chance. Where now, I think it's a this is definitely a 50 50 game, a chance to win there in, in the beautiful Annapolis area in the Naval Academy. Um, how are you guys feeling? Greenville, really? Coming off of the winning at Ford Atlanta. Yeah. Um, I agree. I really wish it was in Greenville. Um, but historically, you know, we got two wins against them. Everett was in Annapolis. I, um, I think we're going to have a lot of trouble scoring on them as we have on everybody. I think they're going to get a lot of pressure on our quarterback. At the same time, like Matt says, I think our defense matches up well against their offense. What's interesting is Coach Newberry, um, Coach Blake Harrell, um, at, at, down at um, down at Kennesaw State, uh, Coach Newberry was the defense coordinator. Blake Harrell replaced him. They run a very similar defense. Blake Harrell is a right. disciple of Newberry, if you will. And um, so while on paper you look at it and you go, they'll probably shut our offense down and we'll probably shut their offense down. Um, they're going to be able to simulate each other's defenses very well in practice. So it could be a game where there's more points scored on both sides than people realize or think just because the familiarity with the defense. My gut tells me it's going to be a nine to six type ball game. But because of the familiarity each team has with the defense, it wouldn't surprise me if there's more scoring than people think. Brandon says whoever gets the 10 wins. So the first team Possibly. to 10 wins the game. Yeah, I mean, I, I'll tell you guys, I don't think Navy wants this game. I really don't. I don't, I don't I think they're looking forward to this game. I think I think our defense really presents a lot of challenges for them. I mean, you don't and, think it's the same way around, though? You don't think the way they get pressure is going to be bad for our offer? For our oh, offer? I definitely do. I, but I think I think anybody 
you know, <laughs> anybody who played, yeah, I'm used to it now. But, but like, you know, I, I think we have nothing to lose going up there. Yeah. Um, we have, we do have maybe for the first time all season, we have some momentum, especially defensively. I like the fact that we're going up there with a confident field goal kicker now. That's what, thank you, Matt. I was going to say that very thing. You remember yeah, what I mean, happened two years here, ago? Yeah. And, you know, here's the thing like, if we can, if we can win the field position battle and, you know, I don't expect control the clock. A lot of touchdowns, obviously, but turnovers. If you, if we can force turnovers. Yeah. If you can, if you can follow the Pick almost six. follow the blueprint from yesterday, where you know you win some field position, exactly. you make your field goals, you play great defense. I think there's a very good chance we could win this game. I, I feel, I feel surprised. And you guys know me. I've, I'm on record saying, over the years, I'd rather play Alabama than Navy. But yeah. uh, <laughs> because I agree with you, Matt. But I think our defense is much improved where before, like we, you remember that what was it the 2013 where they didn't we give up like 70, 2010, oh, 2010. you it know was, like that's that's what we used to be even when we had good teams our defense was was so bad and that's why we're like oh my god oh my god I don't want to play Navy I would rather have a root canal well their offense isn't as good as it was back then also let's yeah. keep that in mind um, here you go how about this. JR with a prediction. He says 18 to 14 Pirates on six Andrew Conrad field. Goals. He breaks his own record. Um, I, uh, <laughs> I, hey, um, whatever. I don't care. Look, I don't care how we win. If it's a field goal kicker and that's what it comes down to, I am all for it because Conrad has been really good. So, not to jinx him, but um, I think I think we're going to beat Navy. I don't think it's going to be. I think it's going to be a tight game. We beat him. I, I, I'm hopeful. Um, I think we've never been in. Hey, we've never beat them in Greenville, and we have up there. So I, I feel more confident about that. I think their defense presents more challenges. Or excuse me, I think their defense presents just as many more challenges for just as many challenges for us as our defense does for them. Um, they, they their offense is better. They've won four games. No, they got they, they got to win two out of their last three to get to a bowl. Um, a, one of those three is SMU. Uh, also, obviously, the night robbery game with Army. This is senior day for them. They got this one circled. Um, I, I think it's gonna. I think we can definitely win it, but I think it's gonna take us playing not necessarily our best game of the year. Uh, we can't give them anything. Um, we're, we're going to have to right. play defense. You know, they're always gonna try to hit you over the top at some point. We're gonna have to make sure we don't give up anything cheap. Um, you know, it, it's gonna be a game. Yeah. The Lions three and I wouldn't touch it. I wouldn't put any money on us. I wouldn't put any money on them. I, I really want this game. This is one that you know. Yep. Despite our record, year. that I really want. We should have beat them last year, and we beat yeah, them two years ago. So. Yeah, yeah. And, I, I just and it's like a tight game. It's it's now become where we used to be a joke against them because we could not stop them, and now it's a tight ball game. So. Matt, I want to ask you guys this too, not looking ahead because uh, uh, we still have two more games. But as far as the offensive line is concerned, we've had uh, what two offers that over the last couple of days, or two commits that are promising. So, not to, like I said, not trying to look ahead, but as bad as the offensive line, it's worse than I even anticipated. Um, are you feeling more? I want to ask you guys this are you guys feeling more hopeful? Um, having um, looks like some decent recruits and not only offering them, but they're committing to us. I haven't paid attention to it. I'm assuming you're talking to high school recruits. Um, yes. 
Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, um, those and guys. One three star. Hopefully, those guys can contribute right away. Your offensive line. We're gonna have to get some guys out the portal. Uh, we're we. Oh yeah, I'm talking about. I'm talking about the reason I'm happy with it is because that's the that's the position we need. High school is so hard to get good offensive linemen. Um, the fact that we're only two and eight and we're still getting some decent offensive linemen, but of course, Juco transfer portal high school. Oh, I think I think it's got a lot to do with um, you know, I've, I've often heard eight? no. I've often heard that you kind of recruit this year off of last year. So um those guys are that we're getting this year really were recruited more last year when we were winning. Also, because of the portal, your your a lot of your power five schools are ain't taking any offensive linemen. They're waiting for us to develop them and then they take them. So uh, a lot of these high school kids that would generally be getting a power five offer aren't getting them now. Um, but they got to be able to come in and contribute right away. We, we're not in we're not in a position to develop players. We we we're we have to win next year. So yeah, it's great to get the high school players. So hopefully some of them will be able to contribute right away. But we're going to have to get some some kids out the portal to help that offensive line immediately. And you know, with a new with undoubtedly at least a new OC. Uh, well, we have the same O-line coach. Um, and I think, you know, Houston has a lot of say in that, but that'll also – the O.C. will have a lot of say in that too going forward. I we, think the – We've got to address the – Go ahead, Dave. No, I was just going to add really quick, Matt, and I'll pitch it to you. I think Coach Mo is a great coach from what we've heard uh, on the inside and out. Um, I don't think he's the problem. I think that what happened is, like he said privately to people, <laughs> the offensive line – uh, was way worse than what we thought. Um, we didn't think that things were going to be good. But I guess. Were, I mean, I, I know what he said, Dave, and I know what you're about to say. And and you know, I I'm not I, saying I exactly what he said. I, I don't. I, I don't. I don't know. Uh, it certainly there's a talent issue. I don't know if Mo, if, if Coach Mo is a great defense offensive line coach or not. I know he's got a good reputation. I know other coaches like him. I know um, at South Florida they sucked, um, which is where he came from. So, um, I, I don't know. Um, time will tell with that um, if he's here next year or not. Yeah. We need – you know, what I what I really want to see in recruiting, we need some nasty O-linemen. I mean some guys that like to their hands dirty. Guys that really like physicality because right now we are not a physical group up front. Um, and, and, you know, tech – you know, one of the big problems we have at the tackle position specifically is technique. We, if you watch our tackles, and I don't, I might get a little into the weeds here, but bear with me because it's something I've observed. You know, when you're an offensive tackle, you want to keep your chest, your shoulders square to the line of scrimmage for as long as you can. Um, what happens is when we get pressure off the edge, the outside foot drops and our our tackles chest if you can if you can kind of visualize this the chest is now facing the sidelines and now you get what's called you get a two-way rush where the defensive end can either rush to the outside or rip underneath you hmm. can't the worst thing you can do is open up as a tackle um we so open up like push to so you like push to side yeah, and 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 it's just it, your chest is now facing the sideline as opposed to staying square to the line of scrimmage. So if you watch good tackles, they stay square. Um, and in so addition, that technique, to that, the technique is, is that that needs to be coached up. Then it needs to be coached up. 
Uh, I'm not sure if we have the, the guys with the feet right now to do it. Um, you know, I think we're gonna have to, but, but yeah, there's some, there's some major technique issues there. And, you know, the other thing too, guys, uh, I spoke with, a uh, NFL offensive line coach earlier this week, won't m- mention any names, but I don't know who it is. Yeah. I I, so, is. so I learned something new when you're, when you're a tackle and this is kind of interesting, you know, how you take your kick step, you shouldn't get contact until your third kick step. So pop, pop, pop contact. All right. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes we're getting contact early and it means you're not getting back quick enough. And that's usually a problem with footwork. So it's, there's some technique things there. Um, Matt, let me ask you a question um, about um, the defense, the offensive line coach you spoke with. What, what, what does he think of, of East Carolina's approach on offensive line? Does he think, that we should be running something that, that, you know, like we're running where we, where we have guys in tight or see, think we should have be running something where we can have our alignment take bigger splits just out of curiosity. This, uh, he likes wider splits, wider splits, okay. more, more zone walking uh, okay. uh, like perimeter zone, outside zone stretch uh, philosophies, mm-hmm. um, you know, but um, you know, I, I think there's just some, there's some limitations to what we can do based on our ability right now. And well, water splits to me always, if you're running an offense that takes water splits to me, you have to have less talented offensive linemen immediately because there's more space. It's, it's harder to get to the quarterback. Yeah. I mean, and it opens up lanes in the running game. Correct. Too. Yep. Um, but if you look closely, guys, there were several times where, you know, we, we're, we're in a passing situation. Flynn has the ball, and, and there's pressure coming off both edges, collapsing the pocket where he has to step up immediately. I mean, immediately. It's tough to play quarterback like that, man. It is like I – you know, I know it's easy to bang on the quarterbacks, but, uh, man – it's tough playing quarterback this year with this line. No doubt. Yeah, and, Flynn, and Flynn does not throw well on the run either. Um, he is – if he had a good, a really good offensive line in front of him, he would be all right. Right. And that that makes a big difference. Uh, we got a question from Elliot, guys. He's been waiting all show. Um, he said, Dave, he's talking about Billy Weaver. Billy Weaver said a couple weeks ago, we need to stop spending money on the indoor practice facility, and he said spend more money on NIL. Um, I agree with, with Weaver there. Yeah, the, the, the reality is this. The reality is we've got to stop. Um, we're not going to spend a lot of time because we're over an hour right now, but we'll say, Elliot, we talked about it, I believe it was last week or more, but what we need to do is we need to stop being reactive with our athletics program and have a plan in place that, like Matt will tell you, um, the transfer portal and NIL have changed dramatically the game of college football and college athletics. And we can't be literally, I hate to use the term, but with our pants hanging down, we're, we're left right now where it's like we're reactive to everything. And so we do need the indoor practice facility. Um, build it with what we have. We have, right, we have about 15, 16 million right now. And like Kyle and I have talked about, you can build it right now. You can start building it. And adding on and adding on and adding on the bells and whistles, you can do it. I want to see new coaches uh, 
there's other stuff that we haven't even proposed yet that I would like to see that we can do. Um, but that's not, in other words, it's one step at a time. And um, by the way, guys, uh, I think you've got to, I think if, if you're the donors, I think, you know, the big donors, all the donors really, but the big donors in particular, I think you've got to sell Gilbert and you got to sell Ryan Robinson. You got to sell all the rest of the, 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 the people that are in charge of so, such. Hey, look, the money you got now, build an indoor practice facility for that. We are moving forward with NIL, and that is where we're going to commit the most of our money to. Um, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm, I'm going to drop down to the minimum Pirate Club level, and the rest of my money is going to go towards NIL um, starting this year. I, um, I don't get anything extra for the, for, for the money I give. Uh, the, the, the points don't mean a shit to me. Um, so, and I don't like the way the Pirate Club is being ran. So, um, I can only give so much. So I'm, I'm going to continue to give to the Pirate Club, but I'm going to drop back down to the minimal level and the rest of my money is going to go to NIL. And, um, um, everybody else can do what they want to with their money. I'm not going to advise anybody else on what to do with their money, but that's what I'm going to do with mine. Well, and, and, um, thank you Kyle for doing that because if we have, <clears throat> there was a Doug Gomes was on, I show on 94.3 and you can, if you get the Interbakes media app, you can listen to it um, there from Wednesday, I think it was. And that, and uh, basically what we need to raise is about a million, a million and a half uh, dollars to compete in the American. And when everybody hears me talk about NIL, I'm not trying to compete with Alabama, Michigan, those schools, but guys, right now we are, even with the schools coming in, Kyle, I don't know if you know this, we are middle of the pack. We're not even at the top of the AAC with well, our and we, and we really, it, it, honestly, Dave, it is going to sound stupid, but when I say it, it's going to make sense. We need to be able to beat Charlotte, Marshall, Appalachian State, Georgia State, Georgia Southern, Old Dominion, uh, compete with Liberty. Liberty's got a ton of money. Um, yeah. that's just because that's the area we're going to recruit and, and along with getting into Florida and probably maybe going up north some. Um, it, it's not that imperative that we compete with UTSA or Tulane. And some people say, well, yeah, if you're going to win the conference, it is. But we, we, we're we not going to just start recruiting players we've never recruited before. Now, in the portal, it's a little different. But still, you tend to get kids typically out of the portal that want to get back closer to home. Typically, that happens a lot. You know, like last year um, – Winstead, a Virginia kid, um, uh, yeah. uh, our tight end from last year, uh, Jones, um, was a Charlotte Ryan Jones kid. from Charlotte. Yeah, Charlotte. So typically you're going to get kids that want to go back towards home. So we really if, – if we can have enough money in NIL where we can out-recruit Charlotte and all the Sunbelt and Conference USA schools in this area, we will be able to compete at the top half of the American. <laughs> And Matt, you and I have talked about it a lot because you're spot on about the transfer portal. Well, not only we lose guys from the transfer portal, but we can't get those guys if we don't have the money. And even high school recruits now are asking about our NIL. So we're looking at really and realistically, we need to bump it up to over two to three million dollars a year is what we need um, to compete. Because you're not only talking about um, you're not only talking about football. You're also talking about basketball. Basketball is um, easy as well. There's just not that many players. I know. I'm just saying that what I'm, my point is, I agree with you, but my point is, is that um, it's not just football. And he did make the point, which is correct. 70% of NIL will go to football. Um, so yeah. 70, 30 split between football and basketball. And there are even some baseball players 
um, and the baseball program that will get NIL. Um, and, and here's another thing that Johnny, thank you, Jr. You keep me on my toes. I mean, you pay, you can pay your starting. He five, said there's fewer than 200 contributors to the Boneyard Collective. Yeah, and, and that they, needs to change. That needs to change. That's the problem. It, 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 the bigger problem is it's not promoted right. The university isn't promoting it right. Pirate Radio and ninety and, and Henry's bunch need to get together and let's say let's put our personal differences aside. Uh, Pirate Radio needs to start promoting the collective, or either have Harry Smith and Troy and those guys get together and start their own. They I have mean, right now. We're um, and right now they have a deal. If you're a business and you actually give to the Boneyard. Um, collective, you'll get free advertising for the rest of the year, something like that. So for their stations, for uh, interbase you know, media, for I, I really think the work this nil situation, we're going to be able to get this thing up to over a million. We're we're going to. Yeah. The issue, I really think the biggest issue is that we're trying to do this simultaneously with the indoor. Exactly. That's why and, I say stop now and build it for what you have. Yeah. Well. You know, you'd love to get inside of Gilbert's head about that, but I think once we are, once the indoor is paid for, things are going to get a lot easier because here's the issue. There's only so much money to go around and, you know, you're trying to raise all this money from, thank you, you know, for all the, the big donors. Thank God for the big donors. But I mean, you're trying, you're working on two initiatives at the same time with limited money. Once and you, season get this, you can get this indoor project behind you, and I agree, we need to re, we need to go to Plan B on this thing because with the rising costs, it's it's just it's getting keep, it's outrageous. It, we don't have the right. money to build it, but I don't want to abandon it. At the same time, I don't want to abandon it, right. but we got to we got to find a way to get that behind us, and then we can truly focus on the NIL. Well, another thing too is let me say this: the I understand that the administration is worried because let's say that we have, you know, we say we're going to indoor practice facility and we start building it and they're afraid of the money. But here's the thing we already have, we've already raised like $15 million or more for the indoor practice facility. I mean, so I mean, I'm, well, you can go ahead and start, you can go ahead and start building it and you can still keep raising the money for the indoor practice facility. It's not like you have $0 in the bank. That's what frustrates. Well, what is the the indoor practice facility is supposed to serve a purpose? It's supposed to be an indoor practice facility. So, what does it right. need to be? Most of them aren't 100 yards. So, what do we? 50 yards needs to have a roof. Needs to have plumbing. Um, yeah. Needs to have walls. Uh, needs to have a football field. Maybe some nice graphics. I mean, what else do they want to put in there? I mean, do they want a players' lounge? Do they want? Do they want a strip club? Do they want a circus? Do they? <laughs> do, do they, do they, do they want glass chandeliers? Hey, that's, they, hey, Matt says we can get four star guys out of the transfer portal if we have a strip club. Well, there you go. I mean, I, I just don't understand. A barber shop. A barber Somebody shop needs a to explain club. to me why this costs so much money to build. I don't call me ignorant if you want to. No, I just, I, I just don't understand. It's being non-aggressive, and here's why. Here's the problem. To I me, have. it sounds like they're being too damn aggressive. No, no. Here's what I'm saying. No, you understand what I'm saying. So, yes, the cost of the construction keeps going up. As I stated, we should have already had a plan years ago, about five or ten years ago, for a practice facility. We're playing catch up, right? And so, what they're saying is, well, the cost of the Construction will, you know, probably be this amount. Well, if we continue to be conservative and, you know, be so passive and not aggressive about it, 
we need to be aggressive and go ahead and start building the indoor practice facility because it could be 25 million. It could be 30 million because we keep waiting. We keep being conservative. We don't need to be conservative when we have money in hand. We have raised this money. We also need to have leaders to lobby the state and change the laws. We have a great chancellor now. Change well, why, the laws of North Carolina. Yeah, why was Charlotte, Charlotte able to get money million. for their stadium? Why can't we exactly. get money for our indoor practice facility? We need to have leaders that go up to Raleigh, and I'm talking about the chancellor, John Gilbert, Ryan Robinson. There, I don't have anything against them. I saw John Gilbert yesterday. I have nothing against them. What I'm saying is be aggressive and say, we need the money in Greenville, North Carolina. For if Charlotte can get the 24, 25 million, we need 25 million uh, towards our capital campaign. And, you know, like the 60 mil we have, like, what is it, 24, 25 million of it now? But the baseball, Justin said um, in the last show, by the way, Kyle, the baseball uh, expansion is fully funded. So we have that. We right. have that fully funded. We have the basketball is fully funded. Um, I believe that the, um, of course, the weight, the auxiliary weight room has already been funded. So it's like most of what it, it seems like to me that most of the things now is, is down to the indoor practice facility. So that's why I'm frustrated with go ahead and get it started, like we said, because it's going to take time to do all the preliminary stuff you have to do the breakdown and all I don't know all the construction stuff but that takes time so you're looking at about a year 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 and a half project I would think off the top of my head when you say guys I mean Matt yeah, but again uh, what are we trying to do what is it have we seen renderings of it because it's, in my mind it needs top. to have it needs to have a door that opens up into a big giant 50 yard because most of them are 50 yards not 100 yards indoor practice facility with a roof and walls. I, I don't know what else it needs. What is costing so much? But it's costing us more when we're conservative. That's what I'm saying. Well, and that's that's a good good question because, you know, there are no animations for this project, at least that I've seen. Now, I don't get to go to the Pirate Club Armadas and all that because I live so far away. I don't know if they show animations. Well, they should be on the internet for everybody to see. Might make you want to give a little more, huh? Exactly. See, this is what I'm saying. People are, most people are. Because we have morons running everything. We have a bunch of frigging morons. I'm calling them here. I don't give a damn if they like me or I don't like them or they can kiss my ass. I give them my money. They don't give me any money. They are morons. How do we not have an animation? We have a few renderings on the website that look very basic. They don't really tell you. PirateClub.com. If you go there, they have the Pirates Unite campaign. And that shows, uh, it looks like the, it looks like for me, kind of like what NC State did. It's going to be, a. Um, here's what it is, Kyle. I got it right here. A hundred oh, Maybe I'm a moron then. No, no, there are pretty six pictures, but there's nothing, there's nothing. There's animated, nothing computer right? animated, make you see it in the future. Like Mully, M- Mike Mullis. Like, yeah, well, it's 2023. I mean, how hard would it be able to do? I mean, for God's sake. We're having 101,000 square foot enclosed climate controlled steel structure. And uh, Kyle, it's a 120 yard synthetic turf football practice field. LED well, lighting. I know a lot of people have 50 yard ones. Why do we have to have 120? Do we really think, oh, God damn, it's 120 yards. Now all the kids will come. Use some common sense, people. We just need to get out the rain. <laughs> well, guess what? We're going to, that's what, that's, uh, 
Modern facility graphics throughout. They have the LED lighting, camera platform, scoreboards. I mean, that's awesome. That, we, we'll play a game in there then, apparently. Hey, sounds good. We'll have arena football. I mean, <laughs> I don't understand. People Every use some common admission. sense here. You just, we don't need to be 120 yards. We, we don't. It, see that? Uh, okay. Well, I know, I know the frustration. We definitely, the one thing we all agree on, I don't care about that either, Kyle. Um, what we need to do is go ahead and get it started. And I know there's trustees that are pushing hard for that. And we need to go ahead and get it done. Get it done. Let's, I, you know what? I, I've said this about my job, on my day job. Um, I want a new set of problems. Let's get rid of the indoor practice facility, the baseball expansion. And then we've got other stuff that we need to do. And we can add on to, like we talked about, New coaches' offices. I would like to get rid of the Ward Sports Medicine building. It has been outdated since the nineties. Um, that's another thing. It was Move outdated when it was built. Yeah, they when they built it, it was. Uh, and I'm not talking about. Notice, I'm not talking about the people inside the Ward Sports Medicine building. I'm talking about the building. And so you can have off of the indoor practice facility. You can have nice coaches' offices and like. Uh, Kyle, now talk you're about talking the about more money again. No, 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 don't give them anything to spend more money on. Let's not worry about that later. Let's just get a facility saying, to practice inside with graphics that look. I know, good. I'm saying, calling a day, right? My point is, focus on the indoor practice it, facility. Coaches' and offices are to- not going to get us any recruits, it's not going to get us any recruits, just like the press box didn't get us any recruits. If we're in a win business, baby, right now, what's going to get us the players is NIL. Okay. I agree so, with you on that. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. We're, we're in a hundred percent agreement. What Matt's talking about is we're way behind the eight. We're way behind because people didn't, and I'm not blaming Gilbert here. They didn't go ahead. They should, well, they should, when they came in, they should have started the campaign, but that's a whole nother story. But no, we were too busy paying off the press box, but we've got, and we've got to, yeah, we've got to, we need to. Uh, that's helped. Well, that's helped us win a lot of football games. Doesn't it? We won a lot of football games because of that press box, ain't we? Yeah. Well, the, what they need to do is put the. They are going to continue. I do know this, by the way, guys. Once we raise the sixty million, thank God they're going to keep raising money, and we need to raise money to pay off that big blankety blank. <laughs> the people. Uh, I, I love Town Bank Tower. I think it's great. Um, but it, what happened is they waited too long to build it. Everybody keeps saying, we don't have money. We don't have money. We don't have money. Well, guess what? And then you say we need to do a press box. So what would have cost us way less many years ago? We could have built a press be- box for way less than we did, just like we can build the enterprise facility for less money than we are. Yeah. You know, the NIL thing, it, ju- it just it came up on everybody s- so quick. It's such a rapid transformation yep. in college. Oh, I remember Matt when, it, when when I remember Matt when it first became a thing. I said on this podcast we need to I said right then I said let's abandon all the 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 projects and put all money in NIL and everybody on the show at the time disagreed with me. Um so I said I, did, I listened to you. To be fair to be fair, we didn't, you know, and listen, I I have been I I got enough it. sense to know that 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 it, it, look, money <laughs> Matt, why do you work? Do you would you give a shit if where you work had nice amenities? It, right now, where you work, we won't get into that. But if somebody offered you a hundred thousand more a year, would you give a shit if their amenities wasn't as nice as where you work at now? Probably not. Probably not. Exactly. But he, he, let me say this though: 
this thing, like when, so when they first came out with this NIL, you thought that the NCAA would regulate it to a point. Right. We didn't know, like we didn't know it was just going to be the wild west out there. Thank you. And, you know, I, I've been very slow to come around to it, admittedly, because first of all, I just hate the idea of paying players. It makes me kind of sick, to be honest, even as a player, which is probably kind of seems a little uh, ironic, I guess. I don't know, but I don't like the idea of it, but we just didn't know. I mean, you thought that this thing was going to be regulated to yes. a certain extent. We didn't know that literally anything goes now. And it's just, it's been such a rapid transformation that we're already behind the eight ball. It makes it very, it makes it very tough. Because people don't listen. People don't listen. A lot of things could be avoided in life, Matt, if people would just listen to me. I'm just telling you. <laughs> <laughs> the gospel according to Kyle. Um, I, I got this NIL thing right. No, I. Hey, when you and you know something else, Ali, uh, we were running out of time. But what's happened is NIL has finally caught up with us, and so that's why people need to pay attention to it and change. And if you want to keep losing, then you need to. NIL is not the end all be all. Coaching matters. Uh, look no further than New Mexico. New Mexico, New Mexico State is eight and three, the the poorest football program in FBS. Ask Doug Martin. They are eight and three um, because they got Jerry Kill and then Jerry Kill hired a very successful Division three head coach to be his offensive coordinator. So it, it's it's um who is by the way has the same name as Coastal Carolina's head coach Tim Beck, but it's a different Tim Beck. So there's a lot uh, of schools. There's a lot of schools doing. Uh, yeah, but New Mexico State job. is the ultimate. Which James Madison? Now. How much does James Madison? How much did they put into NIL? They probably, probably just as much, if not more, than us. They have, um, they have they, money. They, they got money. New Mexico State is, to, to me, is the best example out there because they 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 don't have any money. Um, so you, coaching still matters, and um, it, it, you you can win because you can outcoach your opponents. But yes. Um, Particularly the way that that Mike Houston likes to play football, um, you better have some players. Um, I, I said this before to somebody the other day. Um, if you hand Mike Houston a talented football team, he's going to win with them. Um, but I think I think along with NIL, Mike needs to change his approach on offense if he wants to be successful here. It, it, his his ceiling will be what we did last year if he keeps doing what we do. If he keeps doing what he's been doing here. Seven, eight wins is, is going to be his ceiling. And if people are okay with that, then then it is what it is. But I'm telling you right now, if he doesn't change his philosophy offensively, our ceiling will be, you know, we might have a bounce back year next year, but it'll be six or seven wins. Um, he needs to change his philosophy offensively along with NIL. <clears throat> All right. Do you, have, you guys have anything before we go? I, I just hope we beat Navy. Just really want to win this game and uh, put the if we're going to keep Houston, com, you know, discussion behind us at that point and focus on, um, you know, the offensive coordinator for next year. Yeah, and looking forward to next year. And uh, you know, I just plus I just really want to beat Navy. That would be sweet. And then to have a Thanksgiving win against Tulsa, um, that would be great to be. Four yeah, and if eight. you got on a three-game win streak, that'd be great. It's kind of salvage the season, right, Matt? It's not a great feel, but at least it kind of uh, makes you feel a little bit better about next year versus losing the next two. 
Yeah, I mean, it's better. It's definitely better than than losing. Um, for me, I, this season can't be really salvage for me. I just, uh, I think there were just a lot of. No, I think if you'd have beat Tulane, if you could beat Tulane. Um, but nice. you know, UTSA, listen, I would definitely feel better about Marshall. it. I, the thing that'll make me feel better about the future here is if we can find a way to keep this defense together. If you can keep this defense together you then have a chance for a rapid turnaround. If you lose a bunch of guys to the portal, now you're rebuilding the entire show. Team, yep. That's exactly. tough. That is tough. We'll see how it plays out. Well, thanks to Bubba behind the scenes. Appreciate you very much. Again, the Pirate Football Playback brought to you by, it's presented by LNK Custom Homes, Kevin Walker. He's a licensed general contractor, and you can call him at 336-688-8461. Congratulations to the Pirates getting the big win down in Boca Raton against Florida Atlantic again, 22 to seven and appreciate the guys, Kyle, Matt, Bob, appreciate you guys very much until next time you've been watching and listening to the sports objective, the pirate football playback that is on the sports objective. Good at night, everybody and go pirates. <laughs> Touchdown with the cannons blast. Get it on, get it all, get the way.